You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's been clear through most of the season, but it was abundantly obvious after the loss on Sunday that David Montgomery is the real true leader of this Chicago Bears offense, regardless of who's at quarterback and honestly, regardless of the coaching staff right now. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook. Join the LockedOnBears Facebook group for even more great Bears talk outside of the podcast. And make sure that you're subscribed on the LockedOnBears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis, all of our video podcasts, and so much more. Today's episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and every day. We're here for you five days a week. And on the show today, it's kind of an ode to David Montgomery, but in particular, the way that he not only plays, but the way he leads this team off the field, the way he's responded to the adversity of this losing streak, clearly something that they were missing, I think, while he was injured in terms of just being that off-the-field guy and how important he is to this Bears offense. And really, the Bears doing some things last week against the Cardinals that we've been kind of wanting to see them do and not that they listen to the podcast but doing some of the things we talked about doing on this podcast and then we'll we'll wrap up at the end with an update on Justin Fields injury situation and how the Bears should handle their young quarterback entering a huge game against the Green Bay Packers but balancing that against you know his sort of long-term growth as and you know the the long-term well-being of the Bears young quarterback briefly before we get into the David Montgomery stuff and I do we're going to spend a lot of time on him today you know we talked on yesterday's podcast a lot about you know the, the game against the Cardinals and Andy Dalton's interceptions and I had a lot of Lockdown Bears listeners reach out and say hey you know disagreeing a little bit on Dalton's first interception in particular to Jakeem Grant and how you know that maybe maybe Dalton deserved more blame on that than than I was giving him and I, I would say that like yes I, I mean maybe I was too quick later in the podcast to say it was zero, trying saying it was not his fault at all. Like, and, and I was hoping to try and make it clear, and maybe I didn't make it clear enough that like it was a bad throw. It was an inaccurate pass, but it was not a pass that should have been intercepted the moment it left Dalton's hands. Right? It, it, it's those types of balls when it hits your receiver in the hands, you do expect your receiver to catch it, even if it's an inaccurate pass. It was a catchable inaccurate pass. It was not a perfect throw from Andy Dalton. In the same way that the low one to Cole Komet was also not a perfect throw from Andy Dalton. The first one worse from Dalton than the second one and not that he is blameless and did nothing wrong in those plays but his throw was not why that pass was intercepted and that's why I'm willing to give a little bit more of of some leeway to Dalton on that one that I guess it was it was high and behind and like that's bad and you can't do that passing over the middle of the field but you also don't expect a high and behind pass like that to be intercepted in that way because your wide receiver will either get a hands on it or and catch it or it'll fall to the ground or you know it was, it was sort of some bad luck that turned what was an inaccurate pass into an interceptable pass so that's that was sort of the, the differentiation i wanted to get to there but it's you know it kind of goes on the list of another tough 
Bears loss. And we've been seeing a lot of those lately, and the whole team is kind of dealing with that right now. And it, it challenges them to kind of stick together. We hear the coaching staff say after the game, and players too, like, hey, you know, it just brings our locker room together. We're a tight, well-knit group, and, you know, we don't let the adversity affect us. But, I mean, you, you always kind of wonder, and you, you wonder how strong they are and whether some guys start to, you know, care a little bit more about, well, you know, we're not making the playoffs, so what, what do I got to do for myself and be, be about me and my production so that I can get paid or get my next contract? Because, of course, they have individual incentives, and it's a business, and sometimes the team can be a little harsh on the individual player, and they kind of have to stand up for themselves sometimes. But, like, after the game, we heard from running back David Montgomery in particular, and I thought some of his comments really stood out, not only for the the things he said that maybe you heard, you've heard other players say similar things before, but the way he says it and some of the conviction behind his voice and the way he just talks about how he, what his mentality is and how he tries to spread that around the team, it's just clear how it's even different than like what we've heard from you know, Andy Dalton and other Bears quarterbacks in the past about leadership and stuff. There's just something a little bit different about the way Montgomery says it. How do you as a group manufacture the energy when the energy doesn't come from wins and momentum and that natural positive momentum? You got to really, that's a good question. Um, throughout the entirety of my life, um, I've dreamed of getting to this level playing football. Um, I've dreamed of getting to the level to where I can say I'm a professional athlete in the NFL, and I'm here. Um, and as you learn, you get to the NFL, it's all predicated off wins and losses. But in the midst of it, through the journey of the wins and losses, you tend to forget about why you do what you do. You forget about why, who you do it for. And, and a lot of times, you got to take a step back and reevaluate yourself and understand that I was a little kid playing this game. I started playing this game when I was a little kid. And you got to get back to the basics of just having fun with it, um, regardless of how it looks. Um, even when it's dark, or as dark as it may seem, or as it may be, you still got to understand that it's still a game. You still meant to have fun. And everybody in the world don't get to do this. So you got to take advantage of it, and you got to enjoy it while you got it, because it's not forever. Could you talk about how, uh, perhaps, I don't know, is the right word, but of the next five games, four of them are going to be against teams with, with uh, losing records, records below the 500 mark. So you're still in the playoff picture. Could you talk about how that you know, helps you guys continue on through the season, even though you start with Green Bay next week? Uh, it's simple. Uh, just taking it one week at a time, one day at a time. Um, you, you can only control the now, um, and that affects the future. So I come to work every day. I'm getting the guys going. Ain't going to be no moping around. I'm not built like that. I've been built different my whole life. I'm not going to change now because it get hard. I'm going to go into work, and I'm going to get on everybody's ass, and they're going to get on mine too. And we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to figure it out. Because regardless of anybody else who want to give up on us, I ain't giving up on us. So that's what it's going to be. That's a player I want to play with. That's a player I want to play for. That's a guy in my locker room that I want front and center every team meeting, every team speech, every opportunity I can because that's the type of like infectious positive behavior. But it's not, it's not, you know, there's a new term like toxic positivity where like you pretend to be positive all the time, even when things are not. And it's not, it's not healthy to be like overly positive about everything all the time that there's room for negative emotion. And I don't get any of that from David Montgomery, right? It's such like a, a genuine, you know, way of thinking and just uh, his thought processes and the way he's 
been raised and the, the right mentality. I mean, it's just everything right about a football player and a leader that you want in your locker room, whether you're four and eight or eight and four or 16 and oh, right? I mean, that's, that's the type of player that you just want to play for and want on your team, you know, off the field, regardless of all the great things he does on the field and the ways he helps this team. I want to go a little bit more specifically in how the Bears were able to use him a bit more against the Cardinals than we saw in some previous weeks and how that just really kind of brings the whole picture together for what David Montgomery means to this offense, what makes him truly a leader for this team on and off the field next on Locked On Bears. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked On Bears, but the power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power too. And with the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You can select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. You can't find this stuff anywhere else. It's an unbeatable package. Visit locationexp.com slash SB56 for more information, or you can just search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. David Montgomery was definitely on location for this Bears offense against the Arizona Cardinals. It kind of felt like, at least since the injury, certainly, the, the game where he was most back into being the true you know, workhorse and, and leader of this Bears offense. I mean, he, it wasn't his career high this or it wasn't his season high in rushing yards, but still 21 carries is the most he's had since before the injury. And 90 yards was also the most he's had before the injury. Found the, the end zone as well. Season high in catches and receptions, though. And that was a, a really big thing that we talked about on Friday's podcast. Every Friday on the, on the show, we put together a game plan for what the Chicago Bears can do, what they can try to try and upset their opponent and get that W, get back in the win column, kind of keep things going in that positive direction. And it's one of those things that can be a little bit easier said than done on paper, but we try and find a a weakness or something that we see in the opponent on tape that the Chicago Bears might be able to take advantage of. And on Friday's podcast, we talked a lot about how the Arizona Cardinals play a lot of really deep coverages and really want to limit all of your downfield shots. And that's going to create some space underneath. And the other thing we talked about last week on the podcast, even before Friday was how the bears had not gotten their running backs involved in the passing game nearly enough that heading, heading into this week, this past weekend, the bears were last in the NFL in receptions by running backs and last in the NFL in receiving yards by running backs. And lo and behold, 
They go into this game, and David Montgomery is their leading receiver and does a lot to keep the offense moving in the passing game. Eight catches for 51 yards and, and a touchdown in there. I mean, mostly the check down option, but they created some space for those checkdowns to be able to make some moves. And it's all about getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers and letting them make plays. And Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor had really failed to do that consistently with David Montgomery or really Khalil Herbert for a lot of the season. There was a game, I think it was off the top of my head, the Lions game. Khalil Herbert might have had like five catches or so in that game. And I was going through and looking at the two quarterbacks and whether it was a Dalton thing versus a Fields thing. Fields not throwing the running backs as much. Comparatively, Dalton throws the running backs more, but Fields... Was, was still checking down on, like, or throwing to running backs on, like, 10% of his passes compared to, like, 18% for Andy Dalton. Don't quote me on those exact percentages, but I, I did, like, the rough math last week before that podcast, and that was about the range that I came out on. So Dalton's throwing the running backs a little bit more overall, and now this game will definitely skew those numbers a bit more in Dalton's favor. But it sounds like that was... Uh, I don't know if it was specifically exactly plan A, part of the game plan from Matt Nagy, but it sounds like maybe not that he was exactly listening to the podcast, but that this Bears coaching staff had some of the same ideas we did watching the Cardinals on tape. Last uh, Yesterday you mentioned you had a concerted effort to get David involved, not only in the run game, but in the pass game as well. Yeah. What was it about yesterday's game that you wanted to get him involved in the pass game versus any other game? This uh, I, here's the deal with that is it's not so much that we wanted to get him involved in the pass game, but if teams are going to take away your shots, he's going to be open. And there was there was plays yesterday where you know I thought Andy made quick decisions where they took we we tried, we called shots and they were whatever reason they were way back and Andy just dumped it down or threw it over a guy. There's a few of those you can probably remember. So in those moments, that's what you're going to get. Like you see. I just always think of LaDainian Tomlinson, right, back there with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is one of the greatest ever at checking the ball down and getting a lot of yards because he's smart. Just take what the defense gives you. And Tomlinson would, you know, LT would catch the ball and on a little check down. And before you know it, you look at the stat line, he's got 12 targets. He's got 10 catches for 95 yards. And I think that's what yesterday was. It was one of those days. And when David gets the football one-on-one, -on -one, he's usually going to get forward yards. David uh, spoke kind of from the heart yesterday about wanting to continue to play hard and hoping that attitude spreads to his teammates. I'm just wondering what you've seen from him in terms of that leadership. Yeah, never, never changing. That's who he is. That's his DNA. Um, he, he's, he's a special, special guy that, that just he comes to work every day. He does it like a true pro. You know, you, you win a lot of football games with David Montgomery's. You, you win a lot of football games. And when somebody, because it's authentic, it's real, there's no BS, you know, like, Tell me when you mess up a play. Tell me when you call a bad play call. Like, just, just shoot me straight. That's how he is, and I, I love that about him. Um, he also is motivated to be the best every day, every play, like whether it's his rookie year where he wanted to rush for 1,400 yards or whether it's this year where he wants to. And when I say that, it's like that, that's his mindset, and, and so because he wants to help the team win. And winning to him, um, which is this part about him is, is, is special and rare, winning to him is more important than anything. And he does not care about, of course, everyone cares about being productive. You want to, if you're productive in a stat line, you're helping your team win. But he would rather win than be productive in his stat line. And I think that's what has always intrigued me. And, and, and I've always appreciated his approach and um, very focused. Just a great guy. I mean, like I said, you win a lot of football games with David Montgomery. So clearly it, it wasn't exactly like the plan is not to always want to check it down to your running back per se, but it is it is something I think they they anticipated being a part of the offense, right? I mean, you don't go into the game saying, yes, 
we want to throw it to our running back in the backfield five times. But you do go in saying, like, first of all, you can make it part of your game plan if you want to make them more of a weapon over the middle of the field. And that's kind of what we tried to emphasize a little bit more on the podcast is that, like, I'm not as, you know, like, it's not winning a football to just throw it to your running back behind the line of scrimmage every time. And it's not to say that, like, oh, like, the Bears offense will fix all of its problems if they just threw to the running back more because clearly – that was not enough against the Arizona Cardinals, but you know, it did feel like it was steps in the right direction there. And you know, looking at David Montgomery's targets, I think four of them were beyond the line of scrimmage and five of them were behind the line of scrimmage. And, and you know, they're not a lot of downfield passing there, and he's not necessarily a downfield receiver, but it is about just letting him try and make guys miss after the catch. And some some situations, it's literally just like Andy Dalton needs to get rid of the ball to complete it to somebody just to bail him out, and there's not always great space for Montgomery to catch and run, and sometimes there was a little bit more room over the middle to try and make a guy miss. I think he had a missed tackle or two after the catch, but you know it was able to sort of keep things going and keep that rhythm quite a bit for Dalton. I mean, besides, he had completed, like, most of his first, like, 10 or 12 passes with the two interceptions in there. Like, none of his passes had hit the ground. It was just always either caught by a defender or a Bears player. They were able to keep that offensive rhythm going and moving the ball pretty well, not finding the end zone as much, which is another sort of problem in terms of finishing drives and, and red zone execution and staying ahead of the sticks and all those different things and penalties and, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think it does add something more to this offense when they are able to get the running backs more involved in the passing game. And then of course, also being able to run the ball. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of the obvious thing and I, I don't want to like miss the forest for the trees here that like also the bears rushed for 112 yards in that game. And that was a, a part of how they were able to score 22 points. I mean, they hadn't hit that 20-point mark since what, I guess the Steelers game before the bye week, but they'd struggled to kind of hit up in, in that range, right? They were scoring a little bit more when it was all said and done. It felt like some amount of progress and that, you know, if you take some of the flukiness of the interceptions away, maybe we have a different feeling about that Bears offensive performance and maybe the defensive performance. And not that it was going to be the total difference between winning and losing, but it was it was in there. And it's it's a highlight, again, of just how valuable David Montgomery is to be able to have a player who's not only a great runner with great vision who can make guys miss, but then soft hands, doesn't drop a lot of balls, gets open easily, and can then be a playmaker after the catch. I think it also highlights some of the some of the missing in action of Tariq Cohen and how that might be even more valuable in the passing game to be able to get him some of those opportunities in space. I'd like to see Kill Herbert get some too, but I also don't want to take David Montgomery off the field because he's so important for his skill set and also that leadership and just being there on the field, leading his team, being the physical tone setter for this offense. That's part of why running the ball is so much more important when you have an offense that's struggling like this with quarterback play that has not been stellar consistently enough with either quarterback over the course of the season, just one is more, one's more understandable as a rookie getting used to the NFL speed. The other is kind of status quo, what we would expect from Andy Dalton at this stage of his career. But we're not really sure which quarterback we're going to get against the Green Bay Packers this coming weekend. We'll get an update on what where Justin Fields' rib injury stands and what the Bears are looking for from that, and, and we'll kind of discuss how they should handle this going up against a, a really important game, but also a really important injury and a really kind of fickle thing to to handle for the Bears. That's next on Locked On Bears. In life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're just bound for encountering the unexpected. 
Personally, when I'm at, say, a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or, you know, maybe creating my own taco flight, build your own nachos, something like that. As long as I've got a good view and a drink in my hand, I'll be as happy as I can be. With Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you're looking for. So what are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. The Bears are bound to get their rookie quarterback back eventually. It's just still been a question of of when. And rib injuries for a guy like Justin Fields can definitely be a, a concern, right, when he's a quarterback that does leave the pocket and, you know, ha- take has taken some hits and is just tough and physical and a playmaker and wants to go the extra mile for his team. I mean, rib injuries are hard for every quarterback, and I don't want to, like, downplay that at all for, for even, like, somebody like Andy Dalton, who's – you can make the same argument and say, well, he's a little bit statuesque sometimes in the pocket, although he's been pretty – He's been pretty elusive at making guys miss. We saw last week. But regardless, a quarterback that can't move could also take some rib shots in there too. So it's not, you know, it's not necessarily like Fields is, is so much worse or different than every other quarterback. But there is that concern with him taking hits as, as he's scrambling and maybe exposing his body a little bit more. And so, you know, it becomes a question of what, what percentage of, of Justin Fields are you going to get? You know, how much more does he help you win these games? And uh, But then also, like, how, how valuable, and legitimately, like, there is some real value, too. How valuable is it to get him back on the field and get as many of these games left in the season under his belt so he can make that development and keep learning through that experience that he needs at NFL speed against NFL opponents, practicing with the first team and, you know, getting those game situations under his belt that he'll just be more prepared for than in the future. Here's what Matt Nagy says the Chicago Bears are looking for this week, injury-wise, from fields, and then when he is on the field, what they are looking for him in terms of, of development and those steps moving forward. What's the plan this week with Justin in terms of when you guys will know? Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's going to be uh, an ongoing discussion for us all week long, literally st- starting today uh, as we start to game plan. Uh, and then as it goes uh, the rest of this week, and I'm sure as each day passes, we'll have more and more of an idea of where he's at. Uh, I, I said it all along. Um, this is a more of a, a pain thing for him right now. Medically, we're never going to put him at risk medically, never. So you can mark that down. Uh, he, he's if, if he is able to go and he's able to play and be the starter, it's going to be because um, medically he's cleared. And then I think more than anything, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pain. You know, it's going to be a pain tolerance deal. So we just got to work through all that. Um, and as soon as we kind of have clarity on that, then then we'll know. And in the meantime, we got to be able to do like we did last week too, is kind of prepare on um, both sides. Yeah, if and when he gets cleared to play, yeah. what would you like to see him squeeze out of the, the last little segment of his rookie season? Yeah, um, well, I go back to from the start, the Cleveland game, to Baltimore and um, when he did get hurt. And I think – the, the, the previous two games um, that, that he had where we, we uh, gave ourselves a chance to win there at, at the end, even going back to the San Fran game, I really felt like the game number one was slowing down to him. So now for him, as he gets back out there, to be able to uh, um, you know help get to different spots within the offense. So like if we have a check at the line, if we have some growth where he can get to something within the play, seeing him kind of grow in, in that aspect, I really felt like his confidence was starting to really get good out there in practice, on the field, uh, in himself. And so, and then the other part of this too, Dan, is I think that us creating and knowing what his strengths are helped us out as well. So we were kind of trying to find that balance. Uh, so if he is able to go this week and that's the case, then we got to do a good job at that. 
uh, and, and understand that. So there is some real, I mean, obviously there's value to having him on the field regardless, but specifically having him on the field in a regular season game like this against the Green Bay Packers, right? That idea of the game slowing down and being able to build that confidence in, in that game slowing down, I just don't feel like you can fully get that same slow down feel in practice, say, in the offseason, right? Well, won't that happen in the offseason if he's just practicing and learning the game more? I mean, yes, he can get he can get more entrenched in the playbook, although he might have a, a different playbook that he'll be getting entrenched. But regardless, that's a separate conversation. But, like, it, it's different when you step on the field against any opponent, but especially the Green Bay Packers in a big divisional game, to where the speed is a little bit faster than practice, the opponent is actually trying to hit you and allowed to hit you, that, you know, the defense is allowed to hit your receivers, you know, I mean, there's all these different reasons as to why it's, like, it's so much more actually adversarial instead of, like, simulated adversarial that you get in a practice, and that's what that's what needs to be able to slow down, and that just, that comes most effectively from playing in these games. Now, the question is then, if the rib injury is painful enough to limit him, or at least affect him mentally, and that's the thing that you can't, a doctor can't necessarily tell you that part, right? The doctor can tell you, you know, how, how concerned you should be about the damage potentially to the ribs and, and certainly pain. They can at least sort of estimate, like, how things in terms of inflammation and, and what pain may be. But, like, if you're fields and you're out there and you, you feel somebody coming, you know, do you... Is your internal clock sped up slightly because you're a little bit worried about the ribs, or you know, when when you do you throw get rid of the ball a little bit more quickly? Do you are you shy away a little bit more from contact? Do you leave the pocket sooner because you're just a little bit more afraid from the you know? I mean, all these little things that might just get in your head because you do physically feel that pain. It's not like you're actively consciously thinking about it on the play. You don't have time to think about it when you're you know when you're in the pocket and trying to read the defense. You're thinking about. 15 other things but just like those little things that might affect you as a quarterback and not that it's going to build long-term bad habits but just whether it's best for him to be out there because yes I think a, a healthy a fully healthy Justin Fields gives you a better chance to beat the Green Bay Packers than Andy Dalton at this point but a, a not fully healthy Justin Fields is is a debate as to whether he gives you a better chance to win than Andy Dalton but then also do you have bigger priorities right now than beating the Green Bay Packers when it comes to Justin Fields? Like, yes, on the schedule, Packers are the number one team you want to beat every single season, and that game always matters, regardless of what your record is or what the Green Bay Packers record is, 100%. However, the Bears winning and losing this weekend against the Packers probably won't have much impact in terms of whether or not the Bears make the playoffs, you know, whether where they finish in the division, what it means for their draft pick. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this game is a critical, crucial game where it's a, you know, the, the Bears have to win this game because it matters so much. Like, it matters because it's the Packers, but it doesn't matter much in the grand scheme of the season to where I need to put Justin Fields at any sort of major risk. I mean, I'm willing to go at a low risk kind of tolerance for this, but it's not like a get him out there because we have to have him out there because we have to win this game type of situation. You want to win this game. The players are going to be fired up to win this game. Matt Nagy talked about how like, you know, Akeem Hicks has talked injury wise, like he wants to come back for the Green Bay Packers game, or he said that in years past, like he works to get healthy because he specifically wants to play the Packers. They all want to play the Packers, and they care about this game, and I think it's good experience for Fields to be able to play in this game, especially because he played against the Green Bay Packers earlier this season, and it'll be the first time, well, I guess the Lions were a team, no, he didn't get to play the Lions twice, but it'll be the first time he gets to play the same team 
twice in a season. So he saw them earlier this season. How does he respond to what they did to him in the first game and respond to what they do differently in this game? But you know what I mean? To be able to see them twice now and to be able to have that in the back of his mind of like, okay, I remember these cornerbacks. I remember these pass rushers. It's a little bit more familiar in this matchup to see how he responds to that. It's something I'm so interested in being able to see from Justin Fields, and I'm not sure that we're going to get it. We'll, we'll certainly keep a close eye on Fields' status. I mean, he was limited at practice last week, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and see what we get from him this week, all week long. We'll keep you updated right here in the Locked on Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, especially that Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. I appreciate everyone who's been liking the videos, commenting, joining in that discussion, or joining in the discussion in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group as well. It's kind of an extension of the podcast in there. I think it makes it just a little bit more fun to be all a part of those conversations. And I do think it makes it a little bit easier to bear down.